0: There we go. and uh, But for a lot of things, God planted this place in our hearts. So we came here, and when we arrived, we discovered that he was already working in the lives of others as well. Not only that, but a prayer for a church to be like this in Crested Butte started in the 1950s with a family called the Hunts that have a house on Elk Avenue here, and they had this seed of faith that God planted in their hearts, to see a church be planted in this place. It's interesting because in, uh, we came when Linda was 25 and I was 29, and we had had some experiences in ministry, but not a lot. We were pretty newly married, and God led us to this place, and as we walked around, we found that there was a couple here named Russell and Betty Vickers at the Christiana Lodge, which was all that time known as the Orbucket Lodge, and they, along with a couple named Newton, Marilyn Wall, felt led to come and start youth ministries and youth groups here in Crested Butte to bring them up here. So they had the ore bucket plus a place called the pantry, which is where the youth met and had their meals as well as their conferences. And that was uh, out in the entryway. <laughs> that building got hauled away, if anybody ever saw that picture that. We started in a bar up in Crested Butte. It wasn't open when we were in it at that time, just to be clear. Uh, although we might have had a bigger crowd had we done that. But on, on 9979, we had the very first service for what became OB Joyful Church. We had 35 people, and we had an offering of $87. When God planted that seed in our hearts, we were thinking about what it might mean. And so it got me thinking about a mustard seed. So I think we have an image, which I hope we can hold up throughout this message, of the size of a mustard seed held between the fingers of of, uh, a person. So as they're bringing that up, I'm just going to keep talking. But Jesus said, if you had the faith of uh, as great as a mustard seed, uh, anything is possible. Even mountains can be moved. A mustard seed is something that is hidden, and it's it's planted by God. And so it sits there, and there are some characteristics of a mustard seed. It takes faith, in our case, to germinate that mustard seed. A mustard seed is uh, very small, but it is very resilient. It takes patience to watch it grow. It comes out of that seed, something you can't even imagine. If you were to look at a seed that small... You would never believe that it could potentially grow to a tree the size that was 20 feet high and 20 feet wide. And so uh, this mustard seed of faith, that's what God had in us, and we came here, we met people, all of a sudden we had people. We had money. We didn't have a P.O. box, a telephone number, or a name. But when we got the post office box, 175, which is the church's Post office box today, we got the phone number, 349-6237, the same phone number that the church has today. We started to realize that this mustard seed of faith was beginning to germinate, sprout, and beginning to grow and have presence and visibility. Faith is the inherent trust and the enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God. It is something that it starts with is what is unseen but begins to grow into something much greater. Now, throughout that process, as we were believing Jesus and keeping our eyes on him, obviously, there were many doubts in the journey. It was fragile as can be. We had 35 people in September. We had 60 uh, by uh, the end of March. And by June... We only have 30 of them back. You know how that works. The off-season, everybody goes and it's like, oh my gosh. When we first got here, we, looked, we went to the post office and I looked at Linda and said, how are we ever going to get these people to church? Believe me, back in 1979, this was not anything like the, the town that you see now. But as it turned out, it began by faith to continue to grow and develop and build. So when it comes to mustard seed faith in your life, And in our lives, imagine what it was like for us when we were first meeting up there and being in this great place now. Peter, when he was walking on the water, Jesus called him to come out. He had his eyes on Jesus, and the winds and the storms came up, and he began to sink. And believe me, every time we began to doubt and have fear, we began to sink because it was scary, and it was challenging, and it was sacrificial service to God. And, and, but he never let us drown in our doubt every time we turned our eyes back to Christ he reached out he lifted us back up and he said do not fear I am with you and I look at this today and I think okay it, and then Peter then said oh thanks Lord and I always wondered how do they get back to the boat did, did they walk together on water back to the boat did he carry Peter back to the, I think they walked on the water back to the boat and he said you have little faith look at you you know, remember the five fish and the two lo- five loaves and two fish feeding the 5000? Remember the story of the widow's mite? Remember that little is much in God's kingdom? Remember the story of Abraham? Remember the story of Gideon? The whole roll call of faith? And it was almost like I could see Jesus saying to Lynn and I, "Why did you doubt?" Looking at this today, why did you doubt? Why did you have fear? I had this all along. And I felt a little foolish thinking about the fact that we even wavered in that. But it was truly fragile. And you know, it continues to be fragile to this day, no matter how great this building is and and, and how many people we have. It requires a great deal of faith in each one of us. This morning I came in early and I began walking around in this place, giving thanks to the Lord. And he pointed out to me, he said, you know, back when you were... 21 years old, and you opened your heart to me in saving faith for salvation, and you placed your trust in Jesus, this is a representation of what I have done in your life. You started that small with me, and now in all these years later, at 69, all these years of service to Christ, all the ups and downs, all the trials and tribulations, all the things that we went through, and yet... I can walk through my life with Jesus and I see it to be like this building in all that he has done and been faithful to in our lives. I believe he is still sowing seeds. I believe he's placed a seed in your hearts that you've continued to act on by faith. I believe that you have seen what I have seen about what Jesus has done from the moment you said yes to him in growing you. I see some people here that didn't really know Christ when we got here in Crested Butte, that are here now in this congregation. I see several people here that I've known for long enough to know what he has done in their lives. And to me, that is the greatest thing of all, is to watch what Jesus has done in changing lives and growing people up. People by faith who sacrifice, who give, who trust, who go through all kinds of trials and tribulations, we, 2.6 million dollars? started with $87 on September 9, 1979. If you don't think God can do the impossible, this alone will give you the incredible belief to do that. If you ever waver in your faith, if you're ever struggling with Jesus, and you're around in this community, you walk in this building. Because this building is a moved mountain. This building is a mustard seed that came from a size of a seed that was the smallest of all seeds. And renew and rekindle your faith to know that God can do the impossible in your life as well. He can do it. I know you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have challenges. But I do believe enough in knowing how he works that he's, he's working in your life. And I don't. somebody here today is perhaps going to be like Lynn and I. He's going to plant an outrageous seed in your heart that says, okay, now I want you to go over there. you're going to look at yourself and you go, what? It's outrageous. It's outlandish. It's impossible. But step into it. Walk in it. And God will deliver what he wants to do out of your life. It won't look like what you think it'll look like, but it'll look like what he wants it to look like. I brought this prayer with me today that was written uh, by Renee. I think she's in your children's ministry, and most of you probably saw that. And I really, it really touched my heart because it seems like that's the prayer of what Obe Joyful has always, always been about. But it is also what your life will always be about. And I'm going to read that as I bring Jim up here to hold us into communion. May this be a place where sinners find the Savior and the prodigal is welcomed by you. A generous and compassionate Father, may this be a place your saints, young and old, are encouraged in the gospel, equipped for service, sanctified in the truth, and joyously assured of the eternal redemption Jesus has earned for us, where where the wounded receive comfort for their souls, the weary are revived, the despairing are filled with hope, the depressed filled with joy, and the sick are healed.